0: You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. My
1: next guest used to be a British police officer. As a matter of fact, on some of the demonstrations that I was on that got a little bit pushy-shubby, he was on the other side of the barricade. His name is Jerry Gray. He's a former UK police officer. He's now an expat in China. And he's a writer and speaker on the truth about China. Jerry Gray, welcome to the mother of all talk shows, where I know it's four o'clock in the morning uh, for you, at least, so uh, a special thanks uh, for staying up late or getting up early uh, to talk to us. The the Winter Olympics uh, came and went. The British got two medals, Uh, which is about as many headlines uh, as the Games got. If there was anything negative to say in the British media about the Olympics, they would say it. If not, they completely ignored it. Uh, Are people sour in China about all the attempts that were made to spoil the Olympic Games?
2: absolutely not um but first of all thanks very much for having me on the show welcome um the the general consensus of opinion inside of china is that everybody is happy everybody is very proud of what china has done beijing being the first city the only city to hold both winter and summer olympics and you know the fact that so many chinese ethnic uh, athletes have taken part is a great sense of pride. Uh, As my wife, who is Chinese, said to me the other day, it doesn't matter where they're from if they're Chinese, we're still proud of them. Uh, And the the biggest thing, the biggest story of the Olympics was, of course, the Aileen or Gu Aileen story. And that, of course, has caused more consternation in the United States. But it's uh, it, it's really not a big story. It's just a beef up. People often compete. Ben Alexander is a British-born skier competing for Jamaica. So this is nothing new, and I think the the general sense of pride, and I think a lot of people misunderstand that about the Chinese. They are very, very proud of what what their people are doing. Does't matter what what flag they fly under, they are Chinese people.
1: Now there you are, uh, former copper from uh, from yeah. the yard. Uh, you're now behind the bamboo curtain uh, in a yes. country rapidly achieving pariah status uh, amongst the uh, political class and the and the media. Uh, how are you coping with that, Jerry?
2: Well, personally, it, it, it doesn't affect me at all. Um, as I say, the Chinese people are very pragmatic about it. They, they're wondering what's going on and wondering why. There used to be a great sense of... of um, Uh, envy, not jealousy. It wasn't a negative sense. It was they all wished they could have what America has and what the UK has, what Australia has. And now they're saying, well, we're better off here. There's no inside of China. We're not seeing any of the animosity that we're seeing outside of China. Yet we're seeing the news reports outside of China all reporting this great animosity of the Chinese people—I'm uh, seeing none of it at all. There's certainly no, um, there's, there's no harassment. There's no racism. There's nothing. In fact, it's the opposite. People keep asking me, "What's going on? Why, why are, why why are the Western countries doing this?" I'm, I'm dual citizen. I'm, I'm British and I'm Australian. I've lived uh, many years in each country, and and so people tend to ask me about both. You say you're from Britain, aren't you? Why, why is Britain doing this to us? You're from Australia. Why is Australia doing? Doing this to us and and it's really a sense of confusion and and i just say it's not the people it's the media that's the problem the media
1: well up to a point i mean of course the media plays a big role in it and the politicians too uh but we'd be fooling ourselves if we thought uh, that the kind of racism that sees uh chinese people or chinese looking people uh, pushed uh, yeah. onto the subway rails and assaulted on buses and and even murdered uh, in America isn't also, uh, to a slightly lesser extent, happening in other countries, including here. My own wife is not Chinese, but she looks Chinese. Mm. Uh, she looks Chinese to the uneducated uh, eye, uh, and uh, we've come across it here. So um, it works. Propaganda... They say advertising, people spend on advertising because it works. Uh, People spend on propaganda because it works.
2: Mm. Yes, it's it's, uh, definitely the media is pushing that. And it is very, very much so certain politicians. Uh, I've noticed that in each of those three countries, in fact, there are four countries, and it's predominantly the four countries that are uh, murdoch press countries as well Uh, the australia india uh, uk usa these four countries all seem to have a very very similar problem in that the racism is becoming accepted almost and then the headlines scream you know why is asian hatred uh, so high but it's really all about those the stories inside the headlines. You know, they, they're screaming that they don't want this to happen, and then encouraging it almost through their words, through their articles. It is a big problem, and it, it is media controlled. It is politically. Uh, some some politicians are seeing this because the media are so very strong about the anti-Asian, anti-Chinese thing that some politicians are jumping on that bandwagon and saying well i'm i'm gonna do this too we're seeing it in australia right now with a potential uh, a lead up to an election in may we don't know the election date yet but we've already seen the opposition leader anthony albanese saying things such as my, my stance on china is not much different to the uh, the the current government stance so whether that's politicking or whether that's his real position i don't know but the one thing that they're missing out on is that trade between the two countries is the highest it's ever been. So businesses aren't thinking this. The businesses are still running. And it's the same with the UK, the USA. Businesses are at their highest level. The the British Chamber of Commerce is very active here in China. And, and so there's a lot going on in the business scene that we're not the positive side of it is not being reported at all. And the fact is, if if there were real serious problems, then your shelves would be empty. Your uh, wardrobes would be bare. I, I dare say your Marks and Spencers and your Levi's would still be available, but there wouldn't be a lot else there.
1: Uh, the uh, Prime Minister and the Chancellor, David Cameron and George Osborne, announced the beginning of a golden age uh, in in relations between Britain and China. Blimey, that didn't last long.
2: Well, they even drank beer in a pub with uh, Xi Jinping. I'm not sure he, he got the taste for that. But, yeah, around about the same period of time, the Australian government was signing free trade agreements with China. So it really is, it's only six or seven years since this complete turnaround. And we we talked about the Olympics and and this is the first time I've noticed, and I'm not sure if it happens in other Olympics, but it's the first time I've noticed so many political reporters, as well as the sports reporters came to China. This is a very unusual thing. And now they're looking everywhere for stories about China and it's mostly negative stories they're trying to find. Um, There's nothing positive in the media, except if you look on social media, almost everything is positive. Great beds, great food, great accommodation, great people. Uh, the the bubble was fantastic. There has been no outbreak of COVID, unlike in Tokyo, where they did have a bubble, but it was as one I think an Australian journalist described it, as a more relaxed bubble. But then they had a surge in COVID cases as soon as the Olympics was was finishing. So Obviously, what China is doing is doing it right for the people. Everyone is coming away happy. And the only ones who get a platform are the ones who are complaining. We've seen complaints about a steak that was overcooked. We've seen complaints about um, spaghetti with only one tomato. If this is the best they've got, then really China's doing quite all right. But what we're not who would seeing... Who go to and China and
1: of- order spaghetti?
2: <laughs> That's, well, why not go to Beijing and order a duck? Of course, the, the, the obvious thing to come to China is, is not to sit in a five star hotel. I, I, I mean, the, the, the dystopian effect of a, a hazmat suited waiter pouring a, a German chilled wine in a five star hotel was a very odd image. I have to admit that was an odd image, but the guy who posted that image was an Australian journalist who'd flown over from Singapore and not entered a quarantine a quarantine condition. So he was in the bubble, but the staff were not in that bubble. So the staff needed to be protected against people like him who've come from a place that has COVID and, and were not in quarantine. So that, this was the reason for that. It was a very strange situation. I noticed that there were there were a lot of complaints about their their cocktails being made by um, uh, robots, their beers being poured by hazmat. Uh, it seemed to be that they're getting a lot of drink and then writing a lot of stories. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, the, uh, that's the Fleet
1: Street way, as you may recall uh, from your uh, time in London. Uh, so, what are you I doing do now, I do Fleet Street. What what are you doing Sorry. now, uh, Jerry? How how do you live? Are you
2: enjoying it? Yes, I enjoyed very much. Um, China is a very, very welcoming place, and I and I would suggest once COVID is is, is through, that every single person who has any doubt whatsoever come and visit. Um, I'm retired now. I'm 63 years old. The visa regulations for China say that we can't work here af- after we're 60 years of age. So I've I've retired. I'm a um, I I write a little bit. I don't make very much money out of writing because not many people publish me outside of China. Um, You can get paid as little as 300 RMB or as much as 1,000 RMB, which is somewhere between 25 and £80 for an article. So it's not a very great living. But I have a police pension from my my days back in the force, so I I get by on that and uh, we have quite a good lifestyle. And are
1: you in Beijing or further out?
2: No, I'm much further away. Um, I'm a long, long way from Beijing. I'm very close to Macau. I'm in a place called Zhongshan, which is the home of Dr Sun Yat-sen, the first president and leader of the revolution back in the Qing dynasty. Um, It's about two and a half thousand kilometers from Beijing.
1: Excellent. Well, I wish you all the best, you and your family. Uh, Keep on trucking. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope we get to talk again. That's... uh,